Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Tuesday, the 20th of July, 2021. And the Joe and Joe Weather Show is brought to you by Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini, your complete holiday lighting specialist, meeting all your decorating needs. Whether you want your home decorated for Christmas or you want to do this as a business to earn a, some extra money or perhaps you just want to grow your own business, uh, give them a call. They're at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, New York on Long Island. 631-957-5106 is the telephone number. And the website is liholidaylighting.com. And, of course, brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon. 631-756-1125 for the uh, best prices in town. Good idea right now, perhaps, to just kind of take inventory of what you have with regards to hurricane emergency supplies and see what needs to be replaced. 631-756-1125. And the website is omnitruevalue.com. So, um, Mr. Rayo is here tonight. Came in a little late, so it's got the show started. Well, I, I'm, I'm late him. for a reason. Yeah, I know. I see the uh, reason. Unexpe <laughs> unexpectedly, I have probably, Joe, uh, you, you're a very old friend of mine. You've, uh, we've known each other now for better than 40 years. But yes. the gentleman I have next to me has, I've known him since, how old? Like 1964 or 65? Uh, I think 65. Yeah. 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 This is not, is this, is, this a, is this a Sister Charles Edwards alumni? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. good lord! Oh. <laughs> yes. You know, many spiders at the fields at the spirits of Santa. Yes. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet yes. you. My pleasure. Allow me to introduce uh, the distinguished Andrew Meniglia, former deputy mayor of Yonkers. Yes. Oh and, wow! Uh, yes. And he was. Uh, he went to St. Benedict's Parish. I only I went to St. Benedict's for catechism and Sunday school when I was uh, in training for confirmation. Right. But I, too, were, were at uh, various times subjected to oh, the, the wrath of Sister Charles Edwards. Oh. We, we in the business call it the terror of Sister Charles Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, <clears throat> I went to St. Philip and James on, uh, well, on, on Boston, Post, Boston Post, Road. Post Road. They just yeah. they closed down. Uh, uh, I think yeah. last year uh, at uh, Boston Road at 213th Street, and we I had Sister Germaine. Oh. Okay, so you you know right off the bat when you start with a uh, what Joe you would refer to as a ten dollar word, Germaine. Okay, yes, and, and you know what if she, she was she was over a hundred when I I didn't have her but she was still teaching. I I. I Deep down inside, I think she's still alive somewhere. She, she just must be. So I think every Catholic school in our generation had a Sister Germaine or a Sister Charles Edwards, and that woman had a right hook that she 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 had a, had fought gotten in golden in the golden gloves for, for sure. Right hook for it all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, he was about to leave, and I said, "You have to stay." And say hello to all of our friends out there, along with Mr. Gioppi, because when we, I, I was telling stories about Sister Charles Edwards. Yeah. He was thinking about Douglas Edwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, there was also Sister Ellen Mary. She was pretty rough too. So. When they when they have a female and a male male name yeah, together, watch out. yeah, you gotta yeah. watch out. 
actually, uh, uh, since you're here, because one of the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight, Joe, is the uh, uh, the Blue Origin space launch today, which um, I know you watched and I watched. I have to tell you quite honestly, I found it, and I'm thinking those on the ch our chat board that watched it as well. I haven't been that excited about watching yes. something like that in a long, long time. It was it was to, it was wonderful to see not only it, the whole launch go you know the whole launch thing, but watching it come down and land. I think I was more fascinated by the fact that well, which one the which one the rocket or the or the capsule or both both. But the capsule right. itself okay. coming, I mean, the whole thing the coming down, yeah, down. and the rocket. I mean, just, just watching them come down and land, I, that was I know you, that was phenomenal. You and I, you were, you and I run, you and I run a mutual friend, uh, Joe Moskowitz, of formerly of News Twelve, and a very good friend of ours. And uh, I made a comment about Gail King on uh, CBS <laughs> News about, and, and really, you know, <laughs> you think back to the days of Walter Cronkite and Wally Shira mm -hmm. and. Chet Huntley and all these guys. And then you have Nora O'Donnell trying to conduct an interview with Charles Bolin, a former astronaut and a NASA, former NASA administrator. And right in the middle of the conversation, you hear Gail King interrupt saying, oh, Nora, 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 come on, Nora. And, and they go back to her and she starts blithering about something that struck her that totally, they, and then she has the audacity, instead of throwing it back and saying, I want to ask Mr. Bolin a question. I want to ask. And then later on, she even said, well, I know nothing about science. I know nothing about this. I'm saying, myself, well, lady, if you don't know anything about this, why did they send you to the to, to Texas to cover this? Because she's fabulous, yeah. Joe. I suppose the, the big salary. Uh, no, she's fabulous. She's got the, she wears the best clothes on television. She is fabulous. Yeah. I watched, yeah. I, I will tell you, I watched the coverage on CNBC and their coverage was mm -hmm. terrific. Me, um, you know, yeah, just enough reporter talking, and then it stopped. Mm -hmm. And you heard everything from the launch site. You heard all the, uh, you know, the radio background noise, and there was none of that nonsense going on. They they did a really terrific job in their coverage today. But it was very exciting to see yeah. this next. I couldn't even hear that they, they had a sonic boom, and like uh, I heard it. Says, what was that? Well, that day, and I didn't even—I didn't even hear the sonic boom because she's like constantly talking or whatever. So it, it was—it like, it was really the lady. I finally like switched to CNN. Well, look, let's not let's not get devote any more time to that not that nonsense, okay? Uh, but but just just watch the watching all of this. I mean, this really we're going at what seems to be the beginning of a the next generation of of space exploration, space development. You know, space industry. I mean, unfortunately, you and I and, and the, the three of us are going to be long gone from this earth when it really gets underway. But uh, I can only imagine where this is going to be a couple of hundred years from now. Well, 1903, we had uh, the, the Wright brothers. Mm -hmm. And who would have said or thought that like 50 to 60 or 70 years or beyond that we'd have people flying from one end of the earth to the other and not just a few people, but I mean in these big vehicles that carry hundreds of people. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen in 50 or 60 years. They'll, and they'll all, interestingly, they'll all be looking back on this day, July the 20th, 2021, saying that's when it all began. Or maybe you want to look back to when Mr. Branson was 
up in the air with his flight a few few days ago or whatever. Are you getting antsy? I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna excuse myself, yes. but uh, I've enjoyed this thoroughly, and I would just like to do it next time during the sunshine. All right. <laughs> so I could see going home. Uh, Joe, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. Um, to uh, to be here, and uh, I'm always available uh, for sister for Dominican nun stories. <laughs> It's much more expensive than just one nun, because I had eight years of that. I know. Well, I, I will say this: they made me, they made me what I am. Today. Well, they were very good. At the end and of the day, ultimately, when I look back, at the end of the day, they were great. Where'd you go to high school? They were really great. Spelman. Spelman I'm, I'm high school in the Bronx. I'm a Spelman grad. Are you? A class of se- class of seventy seven. So you must have been what seven? Yeah, you were what seventy four, seventy five, seventy five, seventy five, seventy five. Yeah, it was classes, class of seventy seven. I think the both of you. I didn't know that. Yeah, that I am. Wow, I will. I'm going to because he doesn't know his way around the house. But I'll, I'll, I'll briefly, I'll escort him and point the way, and I will be back. All right. So, uh, last story now. You brought up Spumlin real quickly. Vic Tallarico was a good friend of mine. He was your music teacher. Yes, yes, Mr. Tallarico, his, his son, Steve Tyler. Right. Tyler, and I got to know Tyler very well because I used to, I'm a pianist too, Joe will tell sure. you. Uh, oh, I've been God. playing since I'm six, and I wound up... Uh, Vic Tallarico was a Juilliard graduate, mm-hmm. and I got to study with him. I was fortunate enough and got to know Stephen pretty well because they lived, get this, Joe and I were in the Bronx. I went to Spelman. They were in the country in Yonkers. Right, <laughs> yes. My mother, my mother would take me up to Yonkers. In, in the mountains. To, and sit in the car and wait for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, Small that's, world. It's a great story. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's, it's good to... Uh, no fellow spouse. Yeah, same here. Students, so. Same here. Thank you very much for the intrusion. No, I'll no worries. Anytime. Know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hey, well, that was a nice surprise. All right. Um, so uh, let me just explain, and I guess I'm going to have to re-explain it when Joe gets here uh, with uh, regards to the poll that uh, I can, I, we can, I can do polls now on on uh, on the uh, live streams. So I posed this question, and of course, everybody's been talking about the fact that the, the smoke, uh, which, uh, judging from the satellite, looking at the satellite, I mean, it's pretty extensive. And, and uh, a number of people that I know talking about how you could smell it everywhere. So uh, the Storm Prediction Center uh, has uh, gone, elevated the, the risk from marginal to slight risk for Wednesday. Now, uh, today... The high, and I'll bring up the high temperature map. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll set it up here for when Joe comes back and we can, uh, we can talk about it some more. Uh, the uh, high temperatures today all wound up finishing about roughly four to five degrees lower than what was being forecast. Uh, most of the uh, forecasts were for highs in the low to mid 90s. And in reality, it was more like upper 80s to around 90. So uh, I was thinking, as far as tomorrow is concerned, that uh, if, if we wind up with all the smoke in the air again tomorrow, and it looks like we will, it's going to cut down on the daytime heating. Now we have this cold front in this upper trough that's going to be swinging through, 
uh, and you look if you look at that when we look at it on the models, you'll see that uh, the trough is somewhat impressive, and this is a solid push. Uh, that's coming in, a big dew point differences ahead of it versus what's behind it. Uh, there'll be a lot of instability running ahead of it. But if the smoke cuts down on the amount of sunlight and we wind up with less daytime heating, are we going to see uh, that impact the development of thunderstorms and severe weather? So I guess it's kind of a judgment question in terms of the outcome because you know, it's sort of a counterfactual. We, 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 we can't prove what we don't know. Uh, what we would have got, what we're going to, would we, would we get, would we've gotten the same or are we going to get the same uh, a thunderstorm activity regardless? Or is the cutting back on the daytime heating uh, perhaps uh, making the atmosphere not quite as unstable and resulting in uh, thunderstorms that aren't as, as intense? And I, I did a quick Google search on that question and apparently you can find answers to that in both directions. Uh, there are studies that I, that support the notion that smoke actually enhances the development of thunderstorms, uh, and it could also uh, cut back on the amount of rain, but have uh, the remaining rain be more intense. And then there are some other studies, uh, for example, studies in the Amazon show that uh, smoke actually inhibits cloud formation. But on the other hand, uh, when you're looking at the Amazon, you're looking at a rainforest. So you know, as opposed to what we have, which is not a rainforest. So uh, I pose that question. And so far, uh, it, uh, uh, of those that voted, there are 56 votes on the uh, chat board there. Uh, so far, now 57, so more people are voting. 51% uh, of, of you have voted yes. 28% uh, so far have voted no. And 21%, and I'll put myself in the not sure category right now. Because uh, I truly am uh, not sure where this is going to go, uh, 21%. But uh, take a look at the high temperatures for today. Uh, the, again, remember, we were supposed to be about 4 or 5 degrees higher than what uh, these numbers are showing, uh, show up for, for highs. And this definitely was impacted by the uh, sunlight. Now, uh, everybody pretty much topped out in the middle to upper 80s. A couple of elevated areas that you see here. I bet you one of these is Hazleton, where it got to only 79. Uh, but uh, most highs were in the mid to upper 80s. And further south, down in southern Pennsylvania, Maryland, and northeastern Virginia, temperatures should have gotten up to about 95 or 96. But here, they only made it to 90 or 91. There's an odd 93 there uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. It looks like 91 for Baltimore. So it definitely impacted on the uh, amount of uh, daytime heating. In the meantime, though, take a look at the uh, radar tonight in uh, upstate New York. Now, this and, and, and going now into western New England. Now, uh, this area, the Storm Prediction Center for today, started out with a marginal risk and uh, elevated it to a slight risk. And it looks at, at here, if you uh, certainly for what, what we're seeing with thunderstorms this evening, they look very robust. Uh, so it, it seems to me, at least from the standpoint of what's going on tonight, that the uh, dynamics with the upper trough and the cold front that is moving southeastward uh, are really holding the upper hand here as far as uh, impacting uh, the development of thunderstorms. The smoke here seems to not have had any impact at all, and even though the amount of daytime heating uh, was definitely reduced, 
We still have a number of severe thunderstorm warnings that are up at the moment and even a couple of flash flood warnings that are up as well and also some storms that are sitting back up in western Pennsylvania. Everywhere else uh, in New England, a little bit of shower activity going on right now in uh, southeastern uh, Maine. Uh, otherwise, uh, there really isn't much happening from Massachusetts down through Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, and in Virginia. And then you head further south uh, into uh, the uh, southeastern part of the U.S. And this kind of looks like what the radar did yesterday, where you have uh, fairly widespread activity. It's not uh, complete coverage here in terms Hi. of uh, rainfall. Hello. Uh, but we do have uh, some showers and storms and actually uh, some heavy storms across central Georgia and in northwest Georgia. I'm under a flash flood watch up for uh, for later tonight and for tomorrow. Just what I need, more rain, because we had rain all night long last night and into the first part of this morning. And uh, it's been relatively quiet si since then, but uh, the radar certainly showing uh, more showers and storms uh, coming our way. So but while you were gone, Joe, just a couple of things. Uh, there's a, uh, a poll uh, on the chat board tonight because I have uh, we, we now can do polls. So uh, I pose this question uh, go uh, with respect to all the smoke that's in the air uh, today and tomorrow ahead of this next cold front and the Storm Prediction Center. Uh, putting up, uh, elevating the risk tomorrow to slight risk. They even put in a 2% tornado risk and a 15% uh, chance of, uh, of hail uh, and, of course, the strong winds. But my question is, uh, because the, day, the, the, uh, the daytime heating today was cut back because of the smoke, so the high temperatures wound up about 4 or 5 degrees lower than what was being modeled, uh, if that happens tomorrow, is that going to impact the development of thunderstorms. I'm, I, my answer to that question is uh, not sure. Um, you can make arguments, and there's stuff all over the internet. I was did a quick, quick uh, look up on it. There's stuff all over the place that supports both ideas: uh, enhancing that the smoke will actually enhance the thunderstorms, uh, and that the smoke will um, uh, put a lid on uh, on cloud and thunderstorm development. So I'm just wondering what you're thinking about this i'm going to go with your camp joe and say not sure i this is something i haven't really given uh, much thought to um if it's indeed that going to be the uh, case tomorrow uh, with somewhat lighter uh precipitation uh, i mean somewhat l less in terms of um sunshine but i turn my stupid phone off here um it, it may play a role uh, certainly we are going to get showers and even some uh peals or rumbles of thunder but uh, it may not be quite uh, the uh, activity that uh, the folks over at, and I wonder if, one, if if the people at SPC are taking this into account as well, or just they didn't mention it. Saying, All right. They didn't mention it, and the thing is, uh, in upstate New York, if uh, in upstate New York and in northwestern New England, where they raised the level to slight from marginal earlier today, uh, they're getting they're getting hammered pretty good. The, the radar way just showed the radar. From up there, uh, and I'll I'll bring it up again because uh, you just came back on the scene here. Uh, this t the uh, thunderstorms that are going on across upstate New York, right along I ninety from Buffalo on eastward. Uh, uh, there are more than half a dozen severe thunderstorm warnings that are up right now, and even a couple of special marine warnings in Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Uh, I, the line is pretty impressive. So uh, this suggests that the upper trough is holding. I guess we could say it's holding the upper hand here. 
and the smoke is not having any impact on on um, a, uh, that's it's not having a negative impact on the development of thunderstorms. Uh, I, I mean, tomorrow the trough approaches us. It's it, it, it's fairly sharp. There's some good jet streaks that I, I noticed on the uh, on the 700 millibar map. But again, I asked the question: What if uh, temperatures only get up to about 80 to 85 as opposed to 85 to 90? Is that going to make a difference? I don't. This will be interesting to see because we don't get this very often. In fact, I can't ever, I don't ever remember having this uh, being a part of the forecast problem. Yeah, I don't remember uh, factoring it into a forecast either, although I do remember on uh, on more than a few occasions having this type of situation where the uh, the smoke has been rather thick. I mean, right, as of just a little while ago, in fact, just as I was uh, walking uh, Andrew out the door and uh, looked off toward the west, northwest. And the sun right now looks like as if I was looking through it uh, through a pair of eclipse glasses. I mean, the uh, it is a deep uh, shade of red and uh, the light has been considerably attenuated or diminished. So uh, it, it, it's rather in fact, it's so thick, Joe, that you can actually see it yes. here at ground level. I mean, yeah. I've, I've, I can. I, I mean, we were looking, uh, Renata was ta- talking about this uh, earlier today. She said, look in the backyard. He said, that looks like like smoke, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's a, well, it's supposed to be a loft. He said, no, it looks like smoke right here. So it's 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 incredible. It's it's causing a, a situation, not just a loft, but also at, uh, you know, vertical, uh, or excuse me, at horizontal uh, level as well, uh, you know, looking straight across. It's 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 amazing how, how uh Thick it is, and uh, it will be interesting to see whether or not tomorrow uh, we do get uh, hold of. I will notice one thing about tomorrow's uh, convective outlook, the day two outlook. The last few times we've had severe weather or a threat of severe weather here in the tri-state area, they've always given us uh, the uh, probabilities for tornado and for wind. They never said anything about hail. They always had hail out of the picture, but tomorrow they got hail they've tomorrow. got 15... 15- 15% chance of hail across a rather broad area. So, you know, I guess that... Well, let's they, show everything. Let, let, let me bring the map up. Before I do that, though, uh, you can, uh, the, the visible satellite, Joe, you look, the smoke is so... Uh, that milky white <clears throat> from New England across the Ohio Valley and Great Lakes goes all the way back into the central and southern plains. I mean, it's so... It really stands out. Uh, yes. it, it very much stands out. And also the contrast, by the way, on the upper part of the satellite loop up in Canada, near Lake Superior, because they're in the dry, cooler, the, the dry, cooler air that's coming southeastward. Look how clean that air looks. That's going to get here on. That's going to get here tomorrow night and for Thursday and for Friday. So that should at least get rid of this stuff, at least at least for the time being. Well, the atmosphere will be cleansed, and uh, the front will act like a gigantic uh, whisk broom. Uh, that may not be the best uh, analogy here, but uh, the front will indeed push a lot of that stuff out to sea and open the door for some drier, uh, less humid, and also, yes, indeed, thank goodness, clearer air here as we move into uh, the uh, latter part of this week. Uh, the Storm Prediction Centers tonight, uh, the marginal risk, down to just south of I-90, and the slight risk, of course, in the area right now that we showed you on the radar that's getting pounded. There's no other severe weather risk anywhere uh, else around the country, just general thunderstorms, and you see that area. Now, here's tomorrow's, and of course, right after I wrote something earlier today, 
regarding uh, the risks for Long Island. About 10 minutes later, SPC this afternoon uh, upgrade because they didn't upgrade it this morning. They upgraded it this afternoon, added the slight risk from southern New Jersey, uh, northeast to uh, southeastern New England, including Boston, uh, New York City, Philadelphia. And then the marginal risk was pushed down into eastern Virginia and down to the southern part of the Delmarva, well, Delmarva Peninsula. And on the northern side, the marginal risk <coughs> runs up uh, into coastal Maine. But like as you say, they also added this 2% risk of tornado from New Jersey to southeastern New England, the 15% uh, probability of at wind gusts of at least 50 knots or higher within 25 miles of any point, and a 15%, uh, yeah, as you said, a 15% uh, for hail. This is a this trough coming down, Joe. That's a cold upper trough that's coming down. So there, there's a right. There's going to be a lot of instability tomorrow, but. Then I go back to the question about how much daytime heating are we going to have if the uh, if the smoke filters out the sunshine because it did knock temperatures down today. Uh, instead of making low to mid nineties, it only made um, uh, mid to upper eighties. Now maybe my nose is not as uh, sharp or as acute as my friend, my one of my astronomy buddies on Long Island, uh, Steve Liebler, uh, on the uh, Astronomical Society of Long Island internet uh, list. Uh, he has simply one word for the subject, which is smoke. And he writes, and he's again out on Long Island, out in central Long Island, Joe, out, out in your stomping grounds, mm -hmm. uh, old stomping grounds. He said there is a, there's now a very strong odor of smoke outside, the smell of wood smoke. The smoke layer in the atmosphere must have come down to ground level. So yeah, uh, in some places you may actually be able to not just see the smoke, but smell but it. Smell a few it people, well. a few, a few people uh, have, have said that. And <clears throat> we usually don't spend a whole lot of time, but obviously there's all sorts of air quality alerts that are up for Maryland, Delaware, South Central, Southeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, for some reason, in some counties in South Jersey, in Southern and Central New Jersey, but not others, um, uh, most of North Jersey, New York City, Long Island, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, the Hudson Valley. Of course, you, there's a working severe thunderstorm watch that's up for upstate New York and a whole slew of warnings. Uh, also air quality issues in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh, and uh, out in the West, you've got red flag up in the Northwest. Uh, and, and there are thunderstorms, by the way, that are going on uh, in the um, Northwestern part of the U.S. You see them here. Uh, I, I don't know why they have the red. I, I didn't look to see what the red flag warnings are up. Or, these don't look like dry thunderstorms to me. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the southwest monsoon is uh, it seems to be in full swing, and you're seeing showers and storms again in Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, western Colorado. The eastern part of the state's dry. The western part of the state getting into some showers and storms uh, scattered around through Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and into um, North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. WPC, our friends at WPC, uh, we need about... <clears throat> Two inches or more, at least. Oh, now all of a sudden, what happened here? Hang on. I, I, lost... I lost you, huh? Uh oh. Now you're. I mean, I can hear you now. I'm back, but I lost okay. you for about 15 seconds. Oh yeah, no, because the website just kind of stopped. Putting WPC's website went down. <laughs> can you see me? Uh, yes, I can. I can see you. Okay. Well, this I is don't just... see you. I mean, I see. I just see you're I, I'm running behind, but I can see the map now. Now it says 
this site can't be yeah, reached. Yeah, no, the Noah site crashed at the same time that you lost me, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, they uh, are forecasting three quarters of an inch to an inch and a half. Now, <clears throat> some of that is going to be from tomorrow. Some of that is going to be probably Saturday night into Sunday morning. Uh, the record, looks. Uh, New York City needs about two and a half inches <clears throat> to uh, jump from number four, fourth wettest July, to uh, number one. Uh, to the wettest July, so we'll see if it gets there. Because, but they got got ten days to get uh, a couple of inches more of rain. Uh, the surface map uh, showing uh, a front offshore, and then of course you've got this cold front that's now beginning to move southward from southeastern Canada uh, as low pressure moves along it. And there's a nice, dry, cool high uh, to the northwest of that, west of James Bay. That'll be building in, into the uh, northeast and mid-Atlantic states. For Thursday and Friday, <clears throat> and for the first part of uh, Saturday, and uh, that uh, uh, will mean dew point relief. And across the south, in my land, uh, stationary frontal boundary, and I'm south of that frontal boundary. It didn't get out of the 70s again today, and uh, we've got showers and thunderstorms running around. So uh, some places, I it's very interesting, Joe, this summer so far because it really. You know, you've had your share of hot days. I have not had my share of hot days, at least not yet. Yeah, have you have you hit ninety? No, you haven't hit ninety yet. No, That's I haven't. Crazy. And, and I haven't seen. I, I haven't really seen eighty degree for, uh, highs above eighty degrees. I think only about three or four times this month. It's amazing, amazing. And meanwhile, we've had any number. Well, I, I up here we've had more ninety degree days in Central Park. I think Central Park has only had about three. Uh, three days in the nineties, three or four, but what has really been making it bad this summer has been the humidity, but I've certainly had more. I've had more than twice as many 90 degree days up here in Putnam Valley. Um, and, and, and we had one day where it was like 96, 97. And I can't believe that you guys are down there have, have yet to see uh, 90 degrees and have had a tough time cracking the 80 degree mark. Um, it's, it's uh if if you can if you can give me sharing capabilities, I'll, I'll, we can take a look at the uh, yeah. the uh, smoke the smoke map. Okay, you got Have it. You had your smoke today. You got it. There we go. There we go. Hang on. Ba boom. Ba boom. And so let me switch. Here is the here is the here is the fire and smoke map. And uh, again, this is uh, this is also a map that provides you. If you look at the legend here in the lower left hand corner a legend of air quality. So the green circles are indicative of, of good air quality. Yellow is moderate. Uh, orange is unhealthy for sensitive groups. And red is just plain all out unhealthy. And if I zoom in, you can see a little bit better the area of smoke, which is shown in various uh, layers of, uh, of gray. Here's where the smoke plume uh, first develops. Then we have a little bit of a darker shade of gray here. The darkest shade right now is where we are. We're, I mean, here's New York City, Long Island. New York State is around here. It's a, the color is so deep in gray that you can, unless I close in really rapid, you know, really close in, you can see the uh, the political boundaries, the state boundaries. But you can see we're right in it. We're right in the thick of the thickest part of the worst part of the uh, the uh, haze and smoke uh, here in the New York metropolitan area. And of course, all this red indicating that the air is unhealthy. No kidding with, yeah. with all of that. Back off a little ways. Uh, why, why, go ahead. And, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was just, just going to ask you. I, I was just going to ask you to do that, so we could show the rest of the and, country. Yeah, yeah. They they still have more smoke up here, but at least it's a lighter shade of gray, and it's not as thar- dark or as thick as what we have. But I mean, like, it looks like virtually, I, I, it's not the entire country, but I mean, like 80 percent of the country is enduring with some kind of haze and smoke uh, situation uh, because of those forest fires. I'm having trouble here. Uh, with this, but I mean, like you see a thick haze layer over uh, the western states, a little bit thinner over the high plains. Uh, is there any place that doesn't have any kind of smoke problem? Yeah, South Texas. So let's all go to Brownsville, and we can get away from the haze. Also, Florida doesn't seem to have. Well, over any me, problem. I don't. Ha- I don't have any you, smoke you, issue. You don't have any. You don't have any of it either. So, nope. yeah. So but once go you from, go, once you go up uh, in eastern Tennessee. Probably right where uh, 64 goes, uh, uh, right where 27 goes, I'm sorry, 20, 26 goes into 81. Uh, yeah, that's where you start to get into the, the, uh, the smoke, and it gets uh, smokier as you move your way up into northwestern Virginia. Right. Here's Knoxville, Asheville, North Carolina, um, Goldsboro, North Carolina, the Carolina coastline. The yellow, by the way, means clear. moderate. Uh, the yellow moderate. means moderate. Yeah, you, you start to right. get the reds really are the ones to focus on because that's where it's unhealthy. Yes, and it is unhealthy from Philadelphia to New York all the way up to, well, no, no, not quite to Boston. Boston's an orange, so they have uh, unhealthy for sensitive groups, right. not necessarily for all groups. But, uh, wow, it's, 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 it's horrible. All right, let's see how we can help clean this up. Because what we could use is something, as we showed you, that dry air on the uh, satellite that is uh, odd up uh, uh, in uh, the nor- northern lakes and uh, up in, uh, nor- in, north- in central Canada, uh, or in east central Canada, I should say, uh, moving southeastward behind that front and uh, taking a look at the upper air over the next two weeks. Uh, we still have... You know, troughing here in the eastern part of the United States. Now, this is today, and uh, well, here comes our trough for tomorrow. That's a pretty strong shortwave for tomorrow evening. Uh, again, not sure if, if the uh, less daytime heating is going to have impact here, but certainly the upper trough is going to provide some support to compensate it in the other direction. And seeing what's going on in upstate New York tonight would, uh, would also be another checkbox and the idea that uh, the storms are are going to be, you know, every uh, uh, that there are going to be se- the s- severe thunderstorms for tomorrow. This trough drops the westerlies down. Uh, and of course, by the time we get to Thursday, uh, our air is now going to be coming from north central Canada uh, into the northeast and mid-Atlantic states. So that should uh, get the smoke out of here, uh, at least for the time being. And uh, in the longer term, as that trough lifts out going into the weekends, could take its time, by the way. So we should stay low humidity uh, for the northeast and mid-Atlantic states. I- I'm thinking e- even into Saturday, Joe, the humidity, the dew points don't come up that quickly. You have to wait till right. Sunday. And that means maybe a warm front comes through Saturday night with some showers and storms. And then the dew points go up and there could be some scattered storms late in the day on Sunday. That's kind of how I was playing. I'm playing it for the weekend. Uh, not too bad. Uh, you know, if it winds up raining Saturday night into Sunday morning, early Sunday morning for a short time, 
I don't know that that'll impact many people if it happens while you're asleep. And then longer term, for next week, we're going to be on the edge of those westerlies. So uh, troughs are going to be swinging around through central Canada and into eastern Canada. So that probably means uh, more cold fronts coming through here. So it can't get too hot for too long in a pattern like this. Uh, going right into the first few days of August. There's a nice deep trough along the East Coast. Um, not not going to see any heat waves uh, with a pattern like this. Not in, in the East, anyway. And I stand corrected. The, the chairman, Scott Briller, pointing out that so far, and this amazes me. I, I, I honestly did not realize this, but according to Scott, Central Park has hit 90 or above 12 times this year. Wow. Now, if they... If, and if we have hit that 90 mark at Central Park that many times, it must be on more more often than not. It's been the kind of days where it's been like at 89 forever and then it just hits 90 or gets to maybe 91 for a few moments and then drops back because it really has not been the kind of uh, stretch where we've had extraordinarily or extreme heat. Uh, there, there was a stretch, you know, and this is this is what sticks in my mind the three or four times that uh 90 degrees stuck in my mind is that we had temperatures like in the mid 90s 94 95 96 but i'm amazed that we've had that many days at central park 12 so far this summer uh at or above 90 uh, so it has been a well, you probably I, I think the you, average, might, you might be up at around 16 or 17 because there were a number of days that i recall where you got to 90 or better and uh, oh yeah the, oh yeah the, 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 the city did not and also Newark, right. Philadelphia, all those places. Uh, I don't well, know. Newark. The... <clears throat> well, Newark. Yeah, got, Newark's got 102. Newark. Yeah, they have the 102 to stand <laughs> to, to stand for. All right, let's take a look at what's going on uh, across the uh, the uh, eastern two thirds of the U.S. for uh, Wednesday. And here's your trough and thunderstorms. Now, remember, the short range and certainly the global models are not going to do a good job with these thunderstorms. It's always better to look at what the what, what the conditions are, what the dynamics are. And, uh, and and wait for what the let the radars tell you because uh, we you saw what happened last week on that one particular day how horrible the models did showing uh, not a whole lot of thunderstorm activity and you know it was all lit up like a, the radars were lit up like Christmas trees uh, once that goes by uh, we get uh, that dry air and a nice high for Thursday Friday and then for uh, again I think the dry air will hold on to an extent on Saturday. Uh, probably get to some high clouds that'll come in. This is Friday. And by the way, sometimes the GFS likes to show precip where it's not really there. Uh, there might be some showers way up in upstate New York, but that would be scattered stuff. And you see that little precip that's off the Carolinas, but uh, I'm sorry, off the Delmarva Peninsula down to North Carolina. Uh, but I'm not really too concerned about that. And then the high moves out. We start to bring the humidity up. Here comes a warm front for Saturday night into early Sunday morning. Uh, well, we'll see some showers and storms. And uh, then after that, uh, another cold front, uh, weak front comes through Sunday night. Looks like next week starts out dry, uh, going into Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then after that, it warms up a bit before another cold front comes through next Thursday. And then on and on it goes. Here comes the next high. And of course, as each one of these fronts go by, we, you, get, uh, you get some humidity relief and some temperature relief. So really, it's a fairly uneventful pattern for the next two weeks, if this is correct. And uh, there's nothing in the tropics on the Atlantic side to worry about at the moment, so that's a good thing. And uh, here's, uh, you know, Mr. Rayo's got the uh, uh, 
uh, six to ten day outlook here from the climate folks. Yeah, the Climate Prediction Center is really forecasting a good, uh, I would have to say, at least 80% of the country uh, with a, a below normal precipitation probabilities. The only place we'd find above would be where they need it in places like Nevada and Utah and over in uh, parts of northern sections of, of Arizona, southern Idaho. But look at everywhere else around the country, below normal probabilities for precipitation. And this is for the period from July 26th to July 30th. And if I just back up a little bit and we could take a look at the precip on the eight to 14 day prog, this is from the 28th of July to the 3rd of August. And you figure by that time, yeah, you'll start seeing some areas of near normal or even maybe above normal. No, look at this, a, a below normal all the way through the first few days of August. So Joe, I, I suspect that whatever we get on Sunday in terms of precipitation, that might be the, the last significant precipitation we see around here for a number of days beyond, if indeed you take this uh, precipitation probability outlook from the Climate Prediction Center at face value. They're calling for dry weather uh, or spell of un unusually dry conditions below normal precip for a number of days, taking us right on through the rest of July and on into the early part of August. All right. All right, so we uh, we have uh, Brewer Jeopardy tonight, so you've got the questions, and while you, you're getting them, I just want to make it just a couple of, of uh, say a couple of things. Uh, first off, we have a super chat hit tonight from Wayne Stuckart. Thank you, Wayne. Most appreciated as always. Thank you for hitting super chat. And uh, also uh, want to say uh, from uh, uh, the chairman, Scott Brewer, that his mom uh, is doing better. Uh, which is great news, uh, and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that the improvement continues to roll along uh, before the roller derby tournament uh, coming up uh, in a few weeks. And uh, I mean, <coughs> also, I just want to give a big hello to uh, Joe Gaffney, uh, who uh, has been struggling uh, since having COVID months ago, and he still uh, has uh, dealing with impacts from that. Uh, so um, it was nice to see him on the um, on the chat earlier, and also the chairman now hitting Scott uh, Scott Briller hitting a, a super chat. Thank you, Scott. Uh, and uh, he uh, wants to. You could see his message, Joe, about the article that he sent to you about the biggest planetarium in the world opening in Shanghai. Yes. I read that. Yes, yes, and uh, you know it, it, it's 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 interesting to me because. A lot of planetariums now are not doing the what what used to be the standard planetarium shows. They uh, they fall back now and they're using the planetarium projector or the machine for something quite different. Of course, back in the 70s, they they used to run the heck out of the uh, Zeiss projector at the Hayden Planetarium when they had laser concerts on Friday and Saturday night. And I still remember, Joe, I, I went to one of those concerts and before the show began, uh, you know, normally in a planetarium show, you tell people, don't flash your camera because that'll blind everybody during the show. Um, uh, but uh, in this particular case, back in the 70s, they said, and if we just want to tell everybody, there is no smoking of anything. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, our poll tonight, which asked the question, will the smoke impact severe thunderstorm development on Wednesday? Because SBC does have a slight risk. Uh, from uh, New Jersey on up into southeastern New England. 
50%, Joe, say that it will have an impact. Uh, 23% say it will have no impact. And 27% are not sure. So it's, it's uh, no impact or not sure has half the vote. And yes, having an impact has half the vote. And you and I are both in the not sure category. Well, we'll know tomorrow night. Well, actually, tomorrow night, at this hour, tomorrow night, we should be right in, well, not you, but I, I could very well be in the thick of things by this time tomorrow night in terms of severe weather. Could or be. Just in terms of, or just in terms of precipitation, showers, and maybe some thunderstorm. We'll, we'll see. Okay. But I, I have the questions on the screen now. Uh, of course, you cannot see them. But uh, the chairman wants to let you and everybody know that we have a new category on Le Brille Jeopardy uh, for Mr. Chiaffi. How old are they now? Within four years, guess how old each actor is, and seven out of ten is needed in order for you to pass. And no, he does not provide any potential prizes if you do indeed get seven or more out of this. So, What's the margin? Of, the margin of error, was Was it four last it was time? Within four years. Okay, four within years. four. Okay, so, go Go ahead. You have to guess how many, how old these people are within four years. And the first one on the list is Murder, She Wrote star Angela Lansbury. Ah, Angela Lansbury, nominated for th three times as supporting actress. And by the way, uh, her nomination in her performance in The Manchurian Candidate, not the horrible remake of The Manchurian Candidate, uh, but the original Manchurian Candidate, uh, I think ranks as one of the best performances I've of, of, of any actor or actress in my my never to be humble opinion. Um, Miss and Miss Lansbury, uh, I believe uh, Angela Lansbury. I'm going to say is 93. You are within two. She is 95 years old. Oh God bless her! Amazing. Uh, here's number two. Rob Petrie, better known to everybody as Mr. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, Dick Van Dyke? Uh, I've seen a few stories about because he's like 95 or 96. So I'm going to say 90, I'm going to say 95. Right on the nose, 95. And that beard really, I think, you know, in some cases, you know, you grow a beard and it's not so becoming, but actually, he looks quite distinguished yes. now at, at 95 with that beard. So. Oh, by the way, uh, just real quick, Joe. Steve LaPointe hits Super Chat right now. Thank you, Steve. And he reminded me, too. Happy birthday to Timothy Veltman, uh, one of our regulars. And oh. he's, uh, he's, uh, he's on uh, the chat board uh, at the moment. Well, happy birthday, Tim Veltman. Yeah, Mr. Albany, as we call him. Yes. Uh, I call him. <laughs> How about uh, number three on the list here? Lou Grant, or as we all Ed know. Asner? Ed Asner. Yes. My God, I mean, uh, well, he's got, I, I'm going to guess that he's got to be over 90 now. So I'll say, I'll say 92. Within one, 91 years old. And now here's one that's one that's near and dear to both of our hearts, Joe. And it's hard to believe <laughs> that she makes this list. Carol Merrill. How old do you think Carol Merrill is? Uh, I think I read it the other, the other day. Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to say 80, 81. 
you are there within one, 80 years old. Oh, wow. Isn't it something that we still, we still, you know, go <laughs> about Carol Mano, but we have to <laughs> slap, our, slap ourselves in the face now to say this is an 80-year-old woman that we're, we're uh, you know, thinking about. Right. Uh, number five is Mel Brooks, Mr. Funny Man himself, Mel Brooks. Who was married, married to Anne Bancroft. Um, right. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say like nine, I'm going to say 96. Again, just within one, 95 years old. Mel Brooks by the way was uh, on the uh, was on the very first Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He kicked off Johnny's career on the Tonight Show. He was there with uh people like Groucho Marx and um who else was on that show? There there the made I think Tony Bennett was on that show. And Tony Bennett, of course, is still around. Yes. Um, but yeah, 95 years old for Mel Brooks. Uh, number six, Kim Novak. Oh, my God. Kim Novak. Remember her in Picnic? Yeah. Uh, yes, in Picnic and in Vertigo. Yes. Uh, oh, God. I think in Picnic, she, she was a blonde, but for Picnic, she had to dye her hair red for the, for the part. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of getting hazy in terms of, you know, her year of birth, and I'm not sure how old she was when when they made when Hitchcock made Vertigo. So I'll say, I'll say 88. Oh my God! Right on the nose. 88 years old, Kim Novak. Wow. Good, you're doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm like tre- I'm, I'm treading water here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I guess I don't. I don't want to make. I, w- I don't want to get any any of these wrong. Uh, okay, go on. Number seven is Anne Margaret, or if you're a Flintstones fan, Ooh. Anne Margrock. <laughs> Anne Margaret. Oh my God. 70. I'm gonna. I'll say. I'll say seventy-eight. Within two, but believe it or not, just like our dear friend Carol Merrill, Anne Margrock or Anne Margaret turned 80, 80. 80 years old now, Joe. What? Yeah, very attractive woman. Bob Barker. Oh yeah, he's he's still lurking about somewhere. Or as Rod Roddy right. would say. Bob Barker. <laughs> right, he's running around spaying everything in his path. Um, it's spaying, S P A Y, not spay, not not spraying. Uh, I'm gonna say he's definitely in his nineties. Oh God! Do you want me to answer that or no? No, I'm gonna say I'll say ninety-five. Within two, he is ninety-seven years old. Mm-hmm. Now here, here's a uh, a gentleman who I believe was the first African American to win an Oscar in 1964, Sidney Poitier, and he won that Oscar, by the way, for Lilies of the Field, yes. which is an absolutely I love that movie. Knockout! What a fantastic movie that is. The actress who that played a, the the the, uh, the German nun, Sister Charles Edwards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, you know, Sister Charles Edwards probably could have done that. Just well, you know what? She in, in, in between the, right in the time she was teaching at St. Benedict's, and then of course she would run down to CBS to do the CBS Evening News uh, as Douglas Edwards. Uh, she was also, you know, doing this movie. Sidney Portier, I believe. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be close to 90, so I'll say 89. Your first one that you are out of your range, Joe, 94 years 94? old. 94? 94. Amen. Great movie. Amen. It is, it is great. I, you don't see that on – I don't know why. I guess American movie classics would be the only – No, Turner Classic the- Movies actually had that movie on, I would say, three times in the last in the last two months. Really? Yes. If next time you see the listing and it's on – Call me because I, okay. I I love that movie. Number ten, the last one, James Earl Jones. This is CNN. Ninety-two. Ninety. All right, so I missed Cindy Portier by a little by a little bit, uh, but I got nine out of ten. Well, I mean, like the nuns will forgive you for that. Yes, uh, they so. should. They better. <laughs> <laughs> You All know, right. I look at this list, but I, you know what, Joe? I look at this list, and I'm kind of sad when I look at it. Yeah. Because, you know, quite, quite, quite seriously, in five, most definitely ten years, most if not all of these people will no longer be with us. And they are just and, – and they, they have enlightened our lives. And you know what? In five or ten years, you and I are going to be on somebody's list. <laughs> <laughs> so – Remember those two guys used to talk about weather on the internet? Whatever happened to them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, coming up on 825 Eastern Time. Uh, let us uh, put an end to this before they put an end to us. Thanks, for everybody, for being here and taking the time out, out of your day. The final results of the poll, Joe, with 92 votes cast uh, are, you know, the our CBS News estimates that... Yes, is the winner. These storms will be impacted by the smoke with 51% of the vote. 22% said no, and 28% weren't sure. Or something. This almost sounds like something that, that um, I don't know if you're aware of who he is, Joe, but he has a show on on Saturday mornings on CNN, uh, Summer Connage. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking he does, about. He does, he does radio. But he always finishes his show. Yeah, well, during his show, it's one hour long on CNN, and he always has one of these uh, surveys that he asks. Well, we can do so polls here from now on, so this will be good. Uh, yes. Big thanks to the chairman, Steve Lapointe, and Wayne Stuckart for hit, hitting a super chat tonight. Uh, many thanks to the to the three of you for doing that. And Joe and I will be back tomorrow night. Uh, when uh, probably we'll be dealing with some thunderstorms around showtime. So uh, we'll see you then. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, folks.